Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, and welcome to day number five of the podcast this week, and um, I guess we could call this the the Tom and Patrick show that we've been doing all week here. So um, here we go. One more day, last day of the week, um, Friday, March 18. We are ending the week like we have over the last uh, 10 or so weeks um, in the book of Mark, because you know, most of you that as a church, we are going through the book of Mark uh, during the um, first part of the year here. And we are up to Mark chapter 11. And who's ever preaching off the pulpit this Sunday will be preaching from Mark chapter 11. And I'm not quite sure whether that person is picking this same passage or not. But Patrick and I decided to focus in on Mark 11 verses 12 through 26. Now, I don't know if you noticed that in your Bibles at all, um, but there was not a verse 26 in my Bible. It was sort of blank. And when Patrick just looked his up right now, sure enough, there was no verse 26 there either. Um, it went from 25 right into 27. And so I'm like, what happened to verse 26? And my my footnote here says that some manuscripts include words here that are very similar to Matthew 6, verse 15. So when I get to verse 26, I'm actually going to read Matthew 6, verse 15, because some of the older manuscripts include those words and some of them don't. So I will include them when we get to the very end. So here we are starting with verse 12 of Mark chapter 11. Oh, by the way, um, I know Matt a couple weeks ago talked about the Markin sandwich, where Mark uses this um, way of writing where he talks about like one story, and then he skips to a different story, and then at the very end goes back to the very first story. So sort of like A, B, A, like bread, meat, bread. And so this passage is sort of like that. Because we have, a, we have this fig tree at the beginning, we have this fig tree at the end, then we have the separate story smacked right in the middle here. So here we go, Mark 11, verse 12. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not, in, it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. And now we go to the middle part. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. Now we're back to the fig tree again. Verse 20. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. 
And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. For if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. All right. So what do you take from this sandwich here, Patrick? <laughs> something from the edges or something from the middle? I kind of like the edges on okay. this one. Okay. All right. Um, I think that what popped out to me was that everything is a lesson, uh, with Jesus, which is cool. Um, Jesus knew if the tree had fruit or not, the fig tree, he mm -hmm. knew it, but he wanted to go over to it with the disciples. Um, and fig trees, not anything special, which is, I think, kind of cool of how he used this. Um, very simple part of the Bible uh, or of nature um, to teach such a huge lesson um, on, you know, just to put your trust um, in him. And yeah, you're going to go through some pain and suffering, but in the end, you're going to come out bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jesus doesn't, yeah, Jesus knows. <laughs> right. But he, he's very purposeful, right? Mm -hmm. He's very purposeful in what he does. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I had read about that first part about that fig tree is that that fig tree that was bearing leaves, but wasn't bearing any fruit could possibly represent a person who promises that they're going to do good, but then mm -hmm. doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, yeah. And then, and then, then, um, for the bottom part of the sandwich, right in the uh, verse twenty, in the morning as they as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots, and that made me think back to yesterday, right about being fertilized and, and having the soil dug up around the tree, right. That just that just made me think of of yesterday's passage, whereas obviously this tree that was withered from the roots um, hadn't been fertilized or hadn't been mm -hmm. had its soil mm -hmm. dug up. Uh, and then there's this middle story, right, about Jesus clearing the temple courts. And yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a different one. You see a different side of Jesus there. Mm -hmm. um, but that part towards, uh, I think it's verse 17, you know, he quotes scripture. He says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. I think my footnote said that comes come from the book of Isaiah. But you have made it a den of robbers, which is also a quote from Jeremiah 7, I think is what my footnote said. But if I understand correctly what I've been taught in the past, the outside court of the temple was known as the Gentile court or the court of the Gentiles or something. And that's where Gentiles could come. Non-Jewish people could come and pray if they so desired. But this is this had been set up like a shopping mall kind of right. right. People are buying and they're selling and they're bartering and they're, I'm guessing cheating people as well. And I think that's why Jesus is ticked off here. Right. Right. Cause this is supposed to be a house of prayer for all nations, even the Gentiles, but you're making it a den of robbers, you're making it a shopping mall. And that's why he was ticked mm -hmm. off. So how do churches, so I'm thinking 2020, how how are, are there ways that churches can be dens of robbers today? I don't have an answer. I'm just I'm just throwing that out to the listeners there. You know, I mean, we want our we want our churches, we want our, our places of worship to be houses of prayer. But are there ways that our places of worship could possibly be dens of robbers? I I, I don't know. 
if you have any ideas, listeners, I think there's always that, um, that, uh, what is it? V victory point or info. I forget what the, I think, I think Dwight will mention at the end here, but feel free to, uh, to email possible answers uh, to that. Whether you think churches can be dens of robbers today in different ways. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I throw, I throw that out as a challenge to you people. (laughs) Um, anything else before we dive into like looking at, um, common themes for the week or, that's all that I have. All now. right. Okay. Um, if somebody is preaching on this this coming Sunday, then I'm sure we will be enlightened <laughs> on more. But maybe they'll preach on something different. But those are just a few things that Patrick and I kind of gleaned from from the passage um, in Mark 11. So, yeah, as we look back over the five passages this week, any common themes or any Jesus sightings that you noticed in any of these passages? Um. I think that there was, I mean, obviously there was the thirst, there was the, there's, there's a need um, with the soil to be turned, uh, the fig tree needs to be, um, or that it weathered and died, uh, the, um, yeah, just that over, the over, uh, I don't even know what word I want to use, but how everything is through um, through him. So if you're thirsty, you have to go through him. Um, and there's, there was talk about times of trials, mm-hmm. um, deserts, uh, withered trees. Um, you know, it's, that's when I think God obviously can, um, work better and easier because that's when people are most, uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. and open to extra help. Right. Uh, that maybe they aren't, you know, normally maybe they think, oh, I can do this on my own mm-hmm. until they're down on their knees and it's a last resort. That's when a lot of times people can find Christ. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I saw similar things, you know, when I thought back over the passages um, to me, there was sort of like a, a root, a rooted part, yeah. right. You know, like, like the fertilizing and the upturning of the soil, you know, and just reminding ourselves, you know, who is this God who chose us? You know, who is he? Who are we? I know Monday's passage um, talked a little bit about, you know, who God is and and who we are Mondays and Tuesdays kind of. So I I saw that rooted part, um, but then the fruit part too, right? Um, We we have to be, we have to be people who show the fruit, you know, now that we know who God is, we know who we are because of what God did for us. Now it's time to to be people of love and joy and yeah, the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. right? So that we can be people of splendor. I forget, was that Monday or Tuesday? I think that was Monday where it talked about, um, for he has endowed you with splendor. And because of that, people are coming to you. Right. We talked about that on Monday. Yeah. And um, so rooted and fruited. <laughs> rooted and fruited. There you go, rhyming again. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It's the teacher. Be sorry about that. <laughs> so, folks, um, thanks for bearing with us um, for the week. And um, Patrick and I had a great time talking over some pieces of scripture with you guys this week. And um, hopefully the Spirit talks to you through your own um, look at these Bible passages and through our conversations that we had um, throughout the week. And so um, I believe Steve Durr is up next week. And I believe he had uh, 
two Durr ladies that will be joining him. So stay tuned next week to find out who Steve has as his two guests. But I believe all three of the guests have Durr as their last name. <laughs> anyway, Patrick, thank you for joining me this week. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And um, we'll just tell everybody, have a great weekend. And hopefully we get to see you in church on Sunday. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.